1: Um
3: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: We go from one king to another. I like this. Joe Ector busts out a, a new Elvis song for us, at least on this show. Uh, well done. Howard Eskin is sponsored by Turn 7, the massive Turn 7 holiday gift liquidation. Turn 7 liquidations. King, how are you, how are you Howard?
4: I'm just great. I'm just great listening. To, I mean, it just got to be careful when you walk outside. That sky is falling with everything. everything,
1: everything. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's yeah, get into sad. it, Howard. Then look, because uh, look, I, I get it. The team's ten and three. They still are tied for the best record in the NFL, obviously behind uh, the Niners and Cowboys as of this moment in the standings. But but the same record, it, Howard. People the are Cowboys frustrated. Thing
4: is that that's only because the Cowboys.
1: Have right, play. yeah, the Cowboys will lose. The, the Eagles should be the favorite to win the division. And all that, but but it hasn't looked I mean, pretty. The Cowboys it, will lose it, on Sunday. It hasn't looked pretty, Howard. You know, the last two games. Like, are you is this no concern for you, or or because it sounds like you're just saying no big deal? Or are there things that you're concerned about? You've seen the last few.
4: Well, years? there is. It is a big deal, uh, and there is concern, and and obviously, really, it's a, the defense is the biggest concern. Uh, They just have not done a good enough job. Uh, And they've got to find ways to stop the other team. And Dallas isn't the first team that threw quick, had the quick passes, uh, got it out within two seconds or 2.1 seconds, which is really quick. Uh, The corners have to play tighter. Uh, Again, I'm not a coach. And I know every fan out there thinks they are a coach. Boy, you listen to them; they've got it all figured out. Uh, they they want to fire everybody, and <laughs> this guy's no good. And fans are—they're wonderful. Boy, they—they it they they can't ever blame the players, or, or rarely blame the players. So they don't know what they're looking at most of the time. Hey, listen—it's hard to figure out what's going on. But so they go, just go blame the coaches. Just get rid of all of them. It it doesn't matter. That's the, and that's going to, that's going to fix everything. Uh, But the defense obviously has to play better and you can't fall behind by double digits all the time and expect to win. Now that doesn't take uh, away the fact that the offense isn't doing a good enough job and they're not scoring in the first half. And against San Francisco they moved the ball up and down the field the first quarter they dominated. However, when you don't get in the end zone and you don't score touchdowns in the NFL today, you're not going to win. And Dan Orlovsky, and there's not many guys on ESPN that I think have a clue. I think they're just talking head nitwits. Uh, but Dan Orlowski, uh, I think, is a pretty sharp guy. And he put a video out. I It was yesterday that I saw it, mm-hmm. and, and I retweeted it how there's receivers that are open, and somehow the quarterback is not not seeing them as well, obviously, as he did last year. Jalen Hurts played, had really, really a great season last year. But anybody that says he's playing as well, I don't care what numbers show or don't show, he's not playing as well. And he's got to find the receivers that are open. Now, you're not going to do that all the time, but when you see it in the video, it's got to be better. Well, to but-
5: to, to that point, uh, I'm curious because what we've been talking about today and really all week, Brian Johnson has been under a lot of a criticism or a lot of questioning. I guess I would say this week. Um, what do you think of the job he's done this year?
4: I, I'm not blaming the coach. Mm-hmm. Players have to make plays. Agreed. You can't. You
5: can't. Just- I agree with you, man. I don't know how it makes you look. Feel, you right? and Elliot are on the yeah. same
1: page, Howard. Uh, how do you, do you want to change your opinion? You're, yeah, you you yeah, can if you'd like. It. I do yeah. want to change <laughs>
4: if elliot and i agree about anything yeah it's not uh, good I, I can't agree with captain clickbait but, <laughs> uh but the reality is they you, you can't just go to the coach if the if if i've just pointed out that dan orlasky pointed out in video and they're watching the same video video doesn't lie uh and you're watching it, and you see players are open, and the quarterback still has some time to make a throw, then you've got to make that play, and you can't blame the coordinator. And then there's people saying, well, the offense is predictable, and it just. And then the fans say, well, they got to change the scheme. Do they even know what the scheme is? I mean, <laughs> come on now. It's so easy to blame the coach because – fans don't love the coaches they love the players and they hesitate to blame the players when they have to make the plays i'm mm. not blaming brian johnson and has he done a good job well he did up until the last two games Then all of a sudden again the sky was falling so it, it, it's too it's too hard hey there's no question the eagles uh, lost players after going to the super bowl they lost coordinators after going to the Super Bowl, but it happens to every team that goes to a Super Bowl. Maybe that's one of the reasons it's only that only one team in the last twenty eight years. That's a long time, in the last twenty eight years has gone back to the Super Bowl after losing, uh, and gone back the following year. Yeah. maybe that's part no, of it, the reason.
1: No, Howard, it's been it's it's been clear that that has been a, an impediment for this team that it's hard to come back. I want to ask you about look you've had a but lot no,
4: of you know, I'm tired of hearing people blaming the
1: coaches. I get it. Start. I get it. But here let me let me ask you this cuz this relates to people blaming the coaches but also to the tenor of the team and what's going on in the locker room right now. You're no stranger to to quotes in the locker room and obviously this one a a you know a leak this week, right? For the first time this season we've had, you know, players, you know, reaching out to the media and complaining about the coaching and saying the offense is too simple. Um what's your reaction to to Not just what was said, that that, uh, apparently a player or players on the Eagles, um, you know, came to the media and to Derek Gunn and said, hey, this offense is too simple, blah, blah, blah. But not just the fact that that was said, but not just the fact of what was said, but also the fact that that's starting to happen with this team that, you know, does that concern you? Is that an issue that, that leaks are coming out right now?
4: Well, first of all, I don't think it's the player getting in touch with the media. The media you the know media. what I mean the
1: point is the players well, yeah, are willing to say stuff and to then the, the media
4: players just I don't know it's it's not a, it's maybe one or two uh, that complain but players sometimes don't take responsibility and sometimes they're just they're just frustrated and they say things that they don't think are going to get out there uh, you know I'll go back all Sean Jeffrey which I <laughs> I took a lot of heat for being... Everybody in the building knew what he was doing. Mm. And then he told the Eagles people, well, I didn't know that she'd write it. What do you think she was going to do with it? I mean, it's just... So, you know, sometimes you don't think it's going to get out there, but it's obvious if somebody's asking you a question that gets out there. Is it a concern? Yeah. And I think uh, Brandon Graham, and he said it on the Brandon Graham show on Monday night, and I think he said it on the morning show... You know, he's gonna, he, he said he was going to talk to him, and he did. And sometimes you got to reel people in, and you got to have it from somebody that has impact, and Brandon certainly has impact, and I'm sure he's not the only one saying, hey, listen, just suck it up. I mean, I've had a play. There was a player that walked off the field, and he was just frustrated in the San Francisco game. And after the game, he said, we got to score in the red zone and 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 that was it was it was out of frustration and but they shouldn't they shouldn't put it out there or even think that you put it out there if you're going to respond to somebody say hey this is off the record and you respond and people say things to to me and I'm sure other reporters off the rep record and you've got to respect that if in fact that's what they said but it, it, you can't let it get out there that was one thing about the now the 2017 Super Bowl team was the best bunch of guys together uh the best chemistry I had ever seen with an eagles team, and you know they won, so it, it you know you're not gonna have those mm-hmm. issues, but there's always situations probably with every team that they start complaining, yeah, is it a concern? yeah, you just gotta hey listen, we all wanna hear how they feel. And you know all this coach speak, it just gets it gets old and boring. Some coaches are a little more honest when they speak. It's not like it used to be, but I have no problem if a coach wants to call out a position or a area and not name the player. But sometimes you you got to call them out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. And Nick Sirianni speaks today. It's, you know, they move it back a day because of the Monday game. And he says, hey, listen, we know that Jalen's got to play better. There's nothing wrong with that because everybody knows that he's got to play better. But, and I don't know that that makes it better, but to to have it anonymously, it seems like it's, oh, my gosh, what what the heck's going on here? And players just got to. They, they are frustrated. They just got to suck it up sometimes and uh, just understand that if you want to talk to somebody that you get along with really well, just make sure it doesn't get out there.
1: Love it. All right. Thank you, King. Uh, check him out on the sidelines on Monday night. No, no, not on Sunday. I'm sure you're psyched about that one, Howard. You know, what? Uh, you know why I'm so excited
4: about Monday night? Because I'm so comfortable now. Uh, standing there in the rain.
1: <laughs> you're in stuck rain with that. Yeah, yeah. you can't even complain anymore. This will be, what, the
5: fifth game this year where there's yeah. been rain, something like
1: that? <laughs> what, you're <laughs> such a trooper, Howard. You know, we're so impressed. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, I'm just so used to it now. I'm and then when you, you have
4: the rain combined with the cold. I like man, the way you special. complain
1: here. This is a, like a, a, a new way of complaining, and I appreciate no, it. it's just, <laughs> but, but it's it's the job. and it's That's just, right, Howard, and it's the, the job. It.
4: And after after you're, you know, you're completely frozen and wet, what's the difference when you get to the same.
6: Nothing, if not it. a
1: gamer. That's a gamer, right, gamer. right, All right, <laughs> King. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, there. You he know, is. as How Bryce I Harper think. said, it's it's a work thing. That's right. Yes, yeah. it's a work thing. Actually, I, I do. Uh, I saw an interesting Twitter poll yesterday. Oh yeah, I relating didn't put this up, to be relating clear. to Howard Eskin on the sidelines. And maybe uh, who could replace him someday? Oh,
7: that, that is guy. coming up
1: next. Plus, uh, <laughs> plus, John Heyman, some really interesting audio about uh, Yoshi Yamamoto, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the Japanese pitcher. Say it who again is, five times fast. I will not. <laughs> Yoshi, my guy, Yoshi. Uh, we're we're going to get Ruben Morrow's thoughts on that. Like, how real is it uh, that the Phillies are in on Yamamoto? And also Ruben's thoughts on the Otani contract, which uh, another new wrinkle to it. We talked a lot yesterday about the deferring money, whether that should be allowed. I want to get Ruben's thoughts on that, plus an interesting wrinkle to the contract that came out yesterday as well. We'll get to that as well, plus Mike Quick at 840 and a whole lot more. It's The Morning Show. We'll be right back. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to
7: Elliot? I just think so. Okay. Ah, there it is.
5: I kept thinking it was Yellow Submarine. <laughs> <is> real, <laughs> that's not
7: well said, room. Obviously, man. so this is Strawberry Fields yeah, Forever. Strawberry Songs you had never heard of before. That's, that's
1: good. vast majority of people listening have heard. Well, yes.
7: some people call Submarine. Yes, Strawberry sandwich. Fields also in Central Park. There's a
1: place called Strawberry Fields.
7: Yes. All right, two. Man might
1: catch yeah. on. Yeah, yeah maybe. 215 uh-huh. uh, 592 2- Coming up in a minute, we're going to get Rube's thoughts on the reality, uh, the potential. Uh, We're going to play some audio from John Eamon about potentially uh, the Phillies still being in on Yoshi Yamamoto, the big Japanese pitcher, uh, prize free agent, the top free agent left on the market at this point after Otani signing and obviously Nola signing as well. We'll get to that in a minute. Plus, Rhea, uh, crack research from Rhea, (laughs) really interesting breakdown from this week's Football action as it relates to Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. That's coming up as well. Uh, and then at 840, Mike Quick to join us. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Jim in Philly. What up, Jimmy?
0: Hey, James. Uh, hey, how you guys doing? What up, Jim? Great. How you doing? All right. Um, you know, defense is the main thing. And, you know, I'm hearing all this stuff. The offense is going to have to match every score. But right now, I just don't think the talent's there on the defense on that back end. I always thought linebacker was supposed to be the toughest spot. We don't have that. We just don't have it. Yeah, I think like, I think
5: one thing that's been tough with the secondary, and I, I, I don't disagree with you, but there's been so much changeover. Like the nickel is different every week. The safeties feel like they're different every week. Even last week in Dallas, Reed Blankenship left pretty early, and he's been their best safety this year. And I think, you know, with the offensive line, we talk so much about continuity. It's probably just, if not as important, if not more important, in that secondary. So I'm not completely excusing it, but I think in addition to players not playing to their potential, just the rotating cast of guys has really made it hard. Without to. a doubt.
0: No, I agree 100%. I think that's got to be addressed next year because it's not going to happen now. I just don't think it's there. And when they play these teams, they're going to have to match them touchdown for touchdown. Yeah,
1: Jimmy, that's my that's my biggest worry with this team. And, again, I, I, I'm I concerned and frustrated right now, but I don't think the season's over. I think this team can win the Super Bowl. But if you had to ask me, like why they wouldn't, it's that I think at the end of the day I can't trust this defense to make stops for three or four big games. You know, if if I wanted
5: to, to you know, give some optimism here, I will say like there have been some good performances. The Kansas City game, they were very good. The Miami game, they 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 held Dallas to six points at home in the second half. And while it was not good enough, Dallas had shots though, but yeah, for sure, they did. I do think it's a little noteworthy they held them to five field goals on Sunday. Not, again, and look, not, a not couple a of them it. were
1: 60 yarders, too. Yes, so. exactly. No, that's so, a fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Jimmy, you got a, uh, a title with food in it?
0: Yeah, well, I was going to use your band, but I'd get disqualified for <laughs> spelling. <laughs> <laughs> I would you might have won, though.
1: Yeah, you're right. What do you got? Apple
0: Computer.
1: Apple Computer. Apple. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now, it's we in did the title? Say, so here's the question, though. Oh, okay. This, we said movies, books, TV shows, a title for something. Does that count? We're saying a title for a thing? I think that qualifies. Because I, so, I don't know if it does. That was not at all the intent when I was- It's creative. It, 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 it's it, very it is creative. creative. But I, so I don't think objects should count. I would vote no on this. So I vote a firm I think it,
5: yes on this. I
1: said a title. I said were uh, a, a food the way i phrase it is food in a title apple computer is not a title it is a name of something
6: i would disqualify I, it. Yeah, I'm i don't rib- know. i think you being a there. little it's, strict it, on title no, i like it we, this, is two, the, this is what we do yeah, on the what we do on the morning Elliot. show
1: this is what we do on the morning show we we get very specific about the things we say it's mm. food in a title Food in the
7: title. I, it doesn't I'm count watching me. one of my favorite Look, shows right go. now not... on Apple, which is Slow Horses. Yeah, so I which... might start Slow Horses. I've, uh, I've heard a lot of good things. Phenomenal yeah. I'm on season three. Yeah, I've heard good. So things. So I'm gonna give it to him because I like. I apple think it's. Qualify. Qualify. I, I, I
1: it, it it can't qualify. Like I said, food in the title. I'm sorry. It but has it, to. It, it is a title in a way. It. Uh, then we're getting into everything. You could say the title of an apple is an apple. Like well, but, an that, apple's but that's called a literal food. Yeah. I I I vote strong now. And and here's what I'll say. If anyone calls with answers like that, I'm voting against it at the end of the show. like I, think, I it's, think it's the best answer so far. I I feel strongly that it's not what tell. we're going for here. All right? I love all it. Right. I
6: can't wait for you guys to get the gloves off.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to fight him right now. No
6: right. camera today. That's awesome. Uh,
1: you're damn straight. <laughs> um, all right, I might crush his face. If we're ready to crush your <laughs> yeah. face. Love off. it. All right, um, but back to the phones in a minute. I want to get Ruben Amaro's thoughts on this. Uh, John Heyman yesterday, look, uh, obviously the Philly signed Aaron Nolan, then it's kind of been quiet, you know, and there's been a lot of rumors about, you know, taking it easy and kind of, Waiting to see how markets play out and all that, but but yesterday, John Heyman, Yoshi Yamamoto, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, the the top prize player on the market right now, twenty five year old Japanese pitcher, stud like just a a really really talented kid, and, and you know you don't see twenty five year old pitchers on the market ever essentially, um, so a really valuable prize, but but I had assumed after the Aaron Nola signing, it was just like oh well, so you know that's clearly not gonna happen. John Heyman saying ah, maybe it might.
8: Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Phillies. Those are the other three teams I've heard. So those three would join the Dodgers, Giants, Mets, and Yankees. Seven teams to choose from. Could be one or two others. I have not heard the Cubs lately or the Cardinals. You know, I could say it's getting too rich, but I think the fact that he hasn't really talked money with anybody may suggest that he is really just looking for one of the coastal teams. Uh, We shall see on that.
1: Okay. Fascinating. I had assumed that that would be too rich for the Phillies' blood. So, Ruben, how real is this that the Phillies are in on Yamamoto? That what Heyman's saying? And if we're talking, you know, eight years, 270 million, or, or you know, to, like with the numbers that are being thrown around for it. And if you're talking about those seven teams they just said, we got the Dodgers and there, we got the Yankees, we got the Mets, and Steve Cohen's money and all that. Like, this ain't going to be cheap. How really, how into Yamamoto are the Phillies, and how realistic is it? That they could go, you know, above two hundred million and beyond to to spend for him. Well, I
6: do know that they really like the kid. I mean, it, it, there's nothing not to like. This guy's got an electric arm. He's got great. He's got great stuff. Uh, how he will perform here in in the states, you just don't know. But this guy's pretty pretty special. Uh, that said, I mean, I'm not surprised that the Phillies are in on him. I know that they like him, um, and I'm also not surprised that the name came out because I I do believe that it's Boris who's out there and he's going to be like. You know, try to pit all of the big of market teams uh, against each other and, and to try to drive the price as much as, much as possible. Um, that said, you got to love the fact that John Middleton and uh, Dave Dombrowski and Sam Fold and are, Bryce Harper and, and are trying to do what <laughs> yeah, and trying to do what's necessary and try to get the best players. Totally. And and, and uh, as a fan, you got to love that. John Middleton wants to be a champion and not just for this year, not for next year, but for many, many years. And uh, that's his goal: is to be a legendary, um, you know, franchise. And I think doing that, it's uh, you know, you don't have to convince me. It's all about pitching. And if you add this guy to the top of this rotation, you are putting together maybe one of the best, you know, rotations. No doubt, the best rotation in baseball. But maybe in, in quite some time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be an unbelievable rotation to add Yamamoto to this. I mean, you already, the Phillies already might have the best starting five in baseball. They're certainly in the discussion right now, and you add Yamamoto, it's something else. Um, and to your point, look, John Middleton with those quotes last year talking about how, you know, what did the 1927 Yankees cost and, you know, stuff like that. So fascinating. The other big thing in baseball right now, the Otani contract, obviously came out over the weekend. Uh, the The t- t- 10 years, $700 million, The whole deferred thing. So, two questions on this, because I don't know if anyone else saw this. There is another addition to it. There's been an opt-out clause added to the contract room, and I've never seen this. So, I want your thoughts on this opt-out clause, as well as whether you think that this deferral thing should be allowed in baseball. I know it's a unique case, but uh, today, for those who missed it, there was an addition to the contract, uh, or it was in the contract, but put out, that uh, Otani has an opt-out. If owner Mark Walter or president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman, are no longer involved with the team, he can opt out. I don't know if I've ever seen that, where if, if these guys leave, at any point in the guy, year in, Mark Walter sells the team, and Andrew Friedman, and I, look, Andrew Friedman, probably the best executive baseball, I don't think he's going anywhere, yep. but but... If those guys leave, he can opt out. I've never seen that before. What do you make of the deferral thing and its impact on baseball? And then this weird clause in there and what that means moving forward.
6: Well, the deferral thing. I mean, uh, originally you thought, well, it's going to be seventy million dollars versus uh, uh, off the, you know, the CBT and and uh, and the threshold. But um, but it, it comes to to light now. That's going to be forty six million dollars, which which makes some sense. I was a little surprised that they deferred. They allowed them to defer this much money. Um, but there are some formulas that they utilize and, and uh, over the years, we never, uh, that was something that deferrals, we didn't feel as a franchise when I was, uh, when I was uh, the GM, um, that it was the right thing to do for our franchise because we wouldn't put the burden on, you know, whatever the future uh, holds and whoever was uh, holding it. But, um you know, this is something that the uh, Dodgers were allowed to do, and uh, I'm a little surprised that so much was deferred, but that said, I mean, they're still, you know, going to get a $46 million hit a year uh, during the life of the contract, and and it gives the uh, Dodgers a little flexibility to do what they need to do as far as uh, adding more pieces to the pie.
1: So I know you need a player who makes a bunch of money in in other ways to be able to do this or has made a lot of money in his career already and can afford to do it, but like, why wouldn't every team do this i know you're you're putting money in the future but in terms of competing now in terms of being able to compete on an annual basis this seems like an absolute no-brainer to defer money to the future if you have a player who's willing
6: to do it. Well, I mean, I, it, it is in some in some terms, but um, you know, for the viability of the franchise, you also have to think about like the future, what this means. But can you just take they're...
1: a one-year hit? Like, isn't that the concept of it? You move it down, then you just take this big hit one year and say, "All right, this is going to be a tough year for us," and then you move on. Yeah,
6: you can do that. I mean, there's a, there's different uh, you know creative ways to be able to move money around. Uh, again, uh, in the perfect world, you. Uh, as far as production is concerned, you'd like to give the guy the most in the first couple of years, and then and then make it diminish. But that's not typically how it works. And most franchises believe that their you know their ability to grow their their own value is going to be higher later on. So that's why you push the the, the contracts uh, you know back some. But um, yeah, it's it's something you probably will will see. I mean, this is a special player. This is sort of the unicorn of a all baseball. A unique case, yeah. And it's a very very unique case just because. He has the ability to to bring in so many dollars on the marketing side that it's a totally different type of a uh, totally different type of contract. I don't and think he's worth more
1: this, than uh, any player you know, just cause you because things. he can do both things. Because he can do both
6: things at such a high level. Um, so you may not see this type of thing um, again until another type of player comes like uh, comes around like this. But um, but again, you know, you this you know just like in any any other uh, industry, there's a lot of copycats and and. You'll start seeing some of these some of these deferrals start to push
1: forward. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up in a minute. Ria did some crack research on this past week in the NFL. Uh, I've been yelling with Elliot too much. I want Ria and Elliot Elliot to yell at each other because I think Elliot's gonna have a problem with what Ria's deduction is here. That's coming up in a minute. Mike Quick in about six minutes. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Winfield and talk to Dan. Hey Dan. Good
9: morning, gents, and. James, I've spoken to you off the air about I, I was hoping you and Elliot would get your own show, and little did I know, goodbye, John, and goodbye, Joe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just at least for a couple days. Let's not take it for now. Oh, there out. we go. We appreciate <laughs> it. You know, yeah. We appreciate it, brother.
9: <laughs> you know, go birds on a uh, Thursday morning. <laughs>
7: That's <laughs> right. It. That's right. Appreciate you calling in. What's on your mind, Annie?
9: And Rhea, just a real quick note. Ria, yes. I have a piece of blueberry pie sitting right here waiting for you. <laughs> I still
7: hate blueberry pie. <laughs> uh, something's
9: wrong with you there, I know. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have to really and, – and, Elliot, you really do need a dose of reality. Okay. This Eagle team, you cannot say – you cannot make an argument that they're the best team today, December 14th. You can't even make an argument that they're the second best team.
5: Well, so well, – right, right, well, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
9: No, but this team is super flawed – The defense is putrid. That's secondary, Mr. Big Play. Hey, Big Play, you want to see how corners should play? Go watch uh, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. That's how how corners should play. This defense is not a Super Bowl defense.
5: It's not. So, I... Look, I, I don't think they are one of the best five defenses in the league. I, I agree with you on that. I do think this is a defense you can win the Super Bowl with because I think that, A, they have an offense that's, that I believe is good enough to win with. There's not a defense where they're going to win the Super Bowl, like, 17 to 16. But, like, there's a little bit of revisionist history here. I mean, this defense, two weeks, three weeks ago, we weren't talking about in the same light. Like, they, they have had a really tough stretch of quarterbacks. They have to play better. The third down defense is terrible. I'm not, like, absolving them of everything – but I don't think they're a defense that you can say you can't win the Super Bowl with because, A, like they were the Super Bowl favorite for what, like 12, 12 weeks this year? I mean, they, they, they are better, I think, than you're giving them credit for.
9: The defense is not good. They're not okay. They're 22nd. There's a lot of
1: secondaries. I mean, right now, they're bad. I mean, yeah, there's no we'll, other way to look at it. No one's going to argue that. I'm not completely
5: fighting yeah. back. I'm just saying they have, like, when you look at the stats that you're citing, like, you have to take into account they've played, like, four of the best five quarterbacks in the league. But those are the weeks. quarterbacks
1: they're going to play in the playoffs. Oh, That's right. the issue. And, 100%. Yeah. They'll have to be better, James, but but you James, play them repeatedly.
5: Right, the James, you may hit the
9: nail on the head. They're not going to see, like, the Carolina Panthers in the playoffs. They're going to see San Francisco, hopefully, Dallas, hopefully, and... We saw the performance against both of those teams. It was it was embarrassing. Yeah, it wasn't it was great. Dan,
1: Dan, it, you got a uh, title with food in it? Um, fried rotten tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, fried green <laughs> fryer meat. Uh, so, uh, we already said that. I did. You got another
7: great minds. Rotten or green doesn't
1: matter. That's right. Pool pond. Uh, Johnny rotten. A, <laughs> tough to
9: say. Um, some of the good ones were taken already, right? American Pie was taken,
1: right? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Ooh, one more second, Dan. Oh, you got something? I'll have to bail out on that one. Uh, good call, though, Danny. James, Danny. I think I got the best one. Oh, go yeah, for no, it, Rube. I got Like Water for Chocolate. Oh, oh there we go. Wow. I, I don't know if there's there. a better one. That is a, yeah, it's a double, yeah. which is good. Uh, all right. Uh, Mike Quick is coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, we'll go back to the phones as well, 215-592-9494. But Rhea, <laughs> uh, you spent a little time breaking it down. I like this. So we've talked a lot yeah. this week about how unique it was that the Eagles only targeted three players in Sunday yep. night's football game. Um, and, you know,
7: it was pretty unique, especially <laughs> for the week it was. Rhea,
1: go through what you just So, yeah, detail. so I wanted
7: to see how unique it was, so I went through every box score, which was painful. But um, I went through every game, you know, in in, uh, in last week in the NFL, and the Eagles were the only one that had three targets. The next closest, uh, Tommy Cutlets. With the Giants, had six, and they wanted him to manage that game. Mm-hmm. They kind of let and him lose. And that's loose. double. Yeah, it that's is double. double. That's yeah. what I mean, double and, and Matthew Stafford. But, you know, a lot of them, where the average kind of seems to be is between eight and ten. Eight and ten targets. And these are on... Some offenses that have, uh, you know, look. None of these teams talent. have,
1: great, yeah, great talent. Is their third, fourth, fifth? Their tight ends, this Correct. and that type of stuff. I mean, we have got you know Bailey Bailey Zappi threw to seven people. I mean, Mitch Trubisky found eight people.
7: You know, and in the, the Vikings three nothing game. Exactly. I mean, there yeah. were ten targets by Dobbs and I mean, Mullins you look in at that and Josh one, which Allen. Allen kind of, yeah. Ten, yeah.
1: Mahomes. Not like he has a bunch of good players out mm-hmm. there. He threw to nine different guys. Elliot, your response to this because this look and again. I understand the offense goes through three guys. I'm not saying that that you you know it, it's a bad offense because they only have those three guys. I'm saying that you have to mix it up a little bit and incorporate other players in the offense, whether it's Swift, whether it's a bag of tight end, whether it's your fourth receiver, third receiver, in order to just take a little bit of the pressure away. Again, coaching, coach it up where you're scheming other guys in and, and taking a little... Maybe if they think you might actually throw the ball to Quez Watkins, then you have to put a little coverage on him.
5: Well, I can't believe you of all people are saying you want the ball I'm just to Quez Watkins. i example. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have, yeah, once yeah, yeah. or
1: twice a game yeah. if he's so, going to be on the field. So a
5: couple things. One, this is interesting for sure, and it is crazy how much lower it is. But you guys both have to acknowledge this is a one-week thing. Like the Eagles do... Most weeks throw it to six or seven players. If you just look at the box scores, but right? but so, that's
7: that's what makes it. That's what stood out in everybody's yeah, no, mind. I mean, it's ha- it's insane,
5: is it was, what it is. It's, it's not, ideal. But, <laughs> it's not but, ideal, but 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 also, <laughs> I just if you guys think the offense is struggling, and I'm no. You're James, and that put a little more than Ria's, I just can't get down with the idea of being like, all right, what's going to fix the offense? More targets for Jack Stoll.
1: No, but like again, ben, no one it's, not, thinks it's that. about yeah. mixing it up and letting defenses I, know that you don't only do one thing. I, you don't but, only throw these I think three based, guys. It, based
5: in that in that idea is the fact that they need like a, an offensive overhaul or it's not working. Their offense works. Giving the ball to A.J. Devontae and Goddard 80% it of the time. It hasn't been or, working. And for two games. But over the no, last. No, for, for, for a
1: month except for no, one half of fair. football. It is fair. Other than the second half against Buffalo, right. it has been it has been since the bye. Right. They have done nothing offensively is, other than the second half and overtime against Buffalo. That's it. They scored right. seven points in the first half. They scored, what was it, 17 against uh, Casey, right. the whole right. You're right.
5: They, they've they struggled over the last month. You're You're right about that. I do not believe that that is because they're not getting other players
1: involved. 215-592-9494 back to the phones in a minute. But oh, Joe Wector. You ready, buddy? I called for the music. You didn't have it ready, Mike Quick. I would like to apologize to you. Mm, I didn't
5: know he had his own low for, Of course on. he does cuz he's it at Mike all, freaking James? Quick.
3: You no, that 40. I can't.
1: I can't do the Jackson Five. You crazy? If it were something else, I might try singing it. But Mike, we wanted you back. I, I even I set Joe Wexler up. I, mm. I, I love Joe. But has he but, ever done? I mean, he's new to this. <laughs> yeah, but he knew it was coming. I warned yeah. him about you know a minute or two ago, and you know it happens. But Mike, even without your music, it's a pleasure to have you on. Mike, sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first ten dollars betting and one hundred twenty five dollars in bonus bets. You must be twenty one in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, Maryland.
2: to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast gambling
1: problem call 1-800-GAMBLER mr michael quick joins us mike how are you sir Doing
10: great. How are you guys?
1: I think, listen,
10: if you guys can't get along, just put the gloves on
4: and hammer it out.
5: (laughs) Well, look, I'm just trying to educate them here, Mike. You know, I'm trying to explain them. And look, I guess we'll just jump right into it because you just heard us. What do you think of this idea— that they need to get more players on offense involved and give more targets to guys like Quez, Jack Stoll, Julio Jones. Like, what I'm think? not saying no. to
1: prioritize them. I'm well, you're saying, saying you want them, the ball I'm saying around. I want Swift. the ball thrown around a little bit so the defenses don't only okay. know that it's going to those three guys.
10: Okay. I completely agree with that. I think the ball Thank should you. be shared amongst other people. The ball should go where the defense is not. It's as simple as that. Um, and I'm sure all of you have heard that um take what the defense gives you yes. that's that simply means throwing the ball where the defense is not and you don't want these guys to get a large chunk of the targets but you want to make sure that these guys are targeted if they're just out there running around on the field they ne- they never get a ball then you don't have to be concerned about them so you just take away the top two guys
1: yeah, it's exactly right. Well, and then also, guys, those guys are not are not investing in the game. They're not, you know. Eventually, they start to run less tight
7: routes. I mean, like that's the way. it I works. just can't wait
5: till the next time Quez gets a target and he drops you it. You keep, but like, see, this
7: is it's easy for Who's you to keep it no. To. It's easy for you to keep bringing up Quez because oh. really, no one wants the ball to. I keep throwing out, and you don't. Yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. And why can't, you, other people, they, and why can't other you get him involved? All right, Michael, <laughs> let,
1: Michael, let's let's move off of this argument. We'll continue the argument after your are No, Mike, man, that's good. Listen, keep going. I like it. You just want to hang out and have a front row seat. I know you. I love it. Uh, Michael, let's talk about the receivers, though, because, you know, they, obviously they, they've only targeted those guys for the most part. But look, AJ Brown, it felt like he was on his way to, you know, people were talking about him an MVP conversation, Mike, saying, yeah. oh, you know, he should be and and he has fallen off the last month in a drastic way. I mean, he's not even second, he's not even with Tyreek Hill in terms of yards anymore. He's like fourth in yards all of a sudden. And Devontae, you know, Devontae's Devontae, but but we have not seen the same type of dynamic uh down the field stuff to, to those receivers and just big play stuff. What do you think's going on? Is it is it the way defenses are playing them? Is it Jalen? Why is it has it really cooled down with the 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 passing game to the big wide receivers the last month?
10: Well, it's all of the above. Uh, if you remember the San Francisco game, um, Ward, their best cornerback, you know when they're expecting that downfield throw to AJ, he played the back shoulder because they've hit on the back shoulder throw so many times. It's a matter of defenses are now understanding what the Eagles want to do who they are and they try and take that away and that's what good defensive teams are going to do um, but there are a number of reasons why this offense is not as prolific as we saw it earlier in the season and a um, big part of that is the, that defenses are smarter and a, you know and the fact that they're just not distributing the ball the way they did earlier in the season uh, the run game is not what it was and they just have to try and figure out a way to have a better plan of attack and a way to adjust their plan of attack when teams are taking away what they want to do. That's how football goes. It's not like you have a plan, you line up, and you just go. Because the other side, they're getting paid a lot of money as well. They're smart. They're going to make changes, decisions that are going to take away what you like to do.
5: I'm curious. uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae have been both outstanding over the last year and a half, but probably both had two of their worst games, I would say, in terms of fumbles, drops, those type of things against Dallas. You know, you yeah. were obviously a, a great receiver uh, when you played. As a great receiver, when you have that type of week, like how do you balance what you want to work on that week versus kind of sticking to what you've done to, to help you be a great player?
10: Well, I, I think you have to stick to what makes you what makes you the player that, that you are. Um,
5: but you always – there's
10: always a contingency plan. That's why you practice – when you're practicing a particular play, there has to be adjustments within that play when the defense shows up and takes – away what you want to do, Um, you know, it's a constant chess game. It's pieces are moving constantly. So you have to have uh, an adjustment, a contingency plan for everything in the game, even personnel. You always have to have another plan.
1: Mike, we've been talking a lot today about the coaching versus the players. And obviously, you know, when teams struggle, I think, you know, we all know that, that there's blame on all sides with that type of stuff. But your yeah. guy, your, your former quarterback, Jaws, said something really interesting on our show a couple of days ago. I played it earlier. I want to get your thoughts on this because it's going to what you're talking about, the chess game, the battle that happens from a coaching perspective. Here's what Jaws had to say earlier this week. I want to get your thoughts on it.
10: The play calling is about probability, not certainty. And you try to dictate the defense uh, you know, coverage. And we're not doing a good enough job, in my opinion, of giving enough uh, you know, window dressing offensively to dictate those matchups that we have to get, so I'd like to see you know more formation variation with motion. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that, you know, play action passing is best when you're under center. I don't think we're under center enough to use the play mm-hmm. action passing, and don't run the ball well enough under center. And you kind of you know when when you're in the shotgun all darn day, you kind of dictate to, to the defense what you're doing. They know what you're doing. There's a, you're limited in your play selection. So there are there are things we could we could really drill down on. But I think those are a couple things that pop out to my mind first of all.
1: Mike, your thoughts? <laughs> well,
10: I think there are
1: varied formations.
10: Um, I don't think they're going to completely change what they do, though. You know, the things that they're working on, the basics, the fundamentals, they're things that they've been working on since the summer when you when they first went to training camp. So um, you, you don't change that. I think we'd all like to see a little bit more motion pre-snap because we feel like it gives the quarterback indicators. It gives you a little bit – of a jump start on what's going to happen when you have uh, the pre-snap indicators with motion and such. But you, you can't at this point, if you are a shotgun team, just all of a sudden switch to a team where you're, where you're under the center, the quarterback's under center all the time. What they do works. It's just now a matter of getting back to the basic fundamentals of what they do and, and making it work. You can't change up what, what you do at this stage in the game.
5: Um, I'm curious for your uh, – what? how do you think Jalen has played this year in terms of just in the pocket, like how he's managed pressure, the decision-making, how quickly he's gotten rid of the ball? What have you seen from Jalen from a decision-making perspective in the pocket?
10: So it's been good, and it's been spotty. Uh, Earlier in the season, he was certainly much better than he's been probably the last three games, and I don't know the reason for it. But it's, a, it's a fact if you look at what he was doing early and then you look at now where he's probably holding it a little bit longer than he should hold it sometimes. And um, they're not getting the ball out as quickly as they need to many times. So he's, you know, he's had these halves where he didn't play well and then he would come back and play great. But then over the past couple of weeks, we just haven't seen that. So when the quarterback struggles, the entire team is going to struggle when you can't keep your offense on the field and, sustained drives and and particularly when you give the ball away you know in that Dallas game they had momentum three times when they were moving into Dallas territory and they end up giving the ball up you just you don't win against good teams when you do that
1: Mike one more uh, from us uh, spinning it to the other side of the ball I think you know, we talk so much about the offense because I think we all believe that, that that's where this team can really get better and improve the defense it's it's almost just a, a close your eyes and hope type of thing. But when you look at this defense and the struggles they've had in the secondary at the linebacker position,
2: yes. is this
1: something that's fixable for you moving forward? Is this something where they just have gone through a really stru- tough stretch and they're tired and you think this is something they can correct? Or is this something where ultimately at the end of the day, this team just needs a couple stops in the defense and they're going to have to win with offense? It's
10: um, a good question. I think it really, you have to put the weight on your defensive line because that's where your resources are the defensive line in terms of draft pick in terms of, uh, your, your allocation and, and salary, it's on the defensive line. So then you have to expect those guys to play better. You have to expect those guys to be more disruptive. And when they are playing at a high level, it makes it easier for the guys on the back end to play better. Um, if you look at the back end, there's some talent issues, I would say. Yeah. So you have to have the defensive front supplementing those guys, making sure that you make life easier for those guys. I just think it's on the defensive line to just be more disruptive.
1: Yeah, and they, that's the thing. Like on the defensive line, they are great. Like they do have a ton of talent there. That is somewhere where they can, you know, they can. You know, be great and, and make everything else better. That's a great point. Mike, Mike thank you so much for taking the time in. There it is! Look at oh, that! God. On the way out. Yeah. Mike, always a pleasure. Uh, obviously, check out everyone, Meryl, Mike, and Howard on the call on Monday night in Seattle. Have a great call, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good day, guy. All right, man. What a pleasure. Bad job by me. Yeah, look at you. Look at accountability. That's what we preach here. That's important. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing is, you you know, it's this is new for you. It's yeah, find the board thing. You know, yeah, so yeah. Brand new. Like, in a few years, you're <laughs> breaking <laughs> in. <laughs> Just a rumor. That's right. All right, two one five. Damn, wecked it. <laughs> yeah, a, I wish this guy knew how to produce. I'm gonna have to go back and teach him. Sam Wechter. What, there it is. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe the GOAT producer. It's an honor to have him on the board. Two one five five nine two ninety four 9 Let's go back to the phones. I see an interesting name on our board. You know, we're finally gotten into the point this season where people are starting to kind of put some of the blame on Jalen. I've been blaming the coaches, but Elliot, blaming the players. Rhea had put some blame on Jalen. How is he gonna react? Uh oh. Our guy OG Wade. Wade, where What's you at, What's brother? That?
0: What's well, so
8: up, people? How are we doing today? What up,
5: OG Wade? How you doing, man?
1: Rhea?
8: Hello. ESP, my man, and, John, oh, and let me let me just say this here. I, I understand everybody's overreacting, and I and but I'm here to put some things into perspective. Give you a little knowledge without knowledge college without here.
1: college.
5: There it That's is. Right. I know. Yeah,
8: yeah. It's so a
1: much better but, tagline than we live, we hot. I'll just say that. <laughs>
8: yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but listen. The thing is, each one of these teams that we claim that's our that are today better than us in the NFC, both was in our position that we're in today, mm-hmm. all right? San Fran lost three in a row. Everybody thought the sky was falling with them and they wouldn't make it back. And it was to the teams that they lost against, okay? Dallas also had that moment. Now we had our moment. But now we get the moment that they've been eating off of for the last five weeks, Okay that we're going up against the inferior teams you know what i'm saying i believe that with the San Fran game the reason why we lost that game was because we were coming off of an overtime you know win yeah. against buffalo i agree with this In, the, in, let me just speak my let me give you the knowledge you gotta be you know i just
1: said i just agree with it. you go ahead wait i'm agreeing okay. with
8: you okay all right so we were we were we were over that and then they rested for 10 days so you come in you tired, you know what I mean? I'm making make no excuse. I'm just giving you explanations. And then if you look at the the passes that Jalen Hurst threw to A.J. Brown twice in the end zone, he should have caught them balls. Those were receiver mistakes that he made. And I think that A.J. Brown, as great as a receiver as he is, he does have to get better in terms of his timing and, and where how he posts up on those post corners. And then we're playing better defenses. So this is why you're going to see – low scoring for our output of our offense. You don't have very moments where you can make mistakes like that. Then you go to the Dallas game that we lost, okay? Everybody's saying Jalen played – back. Jalen didn't play – Jalen's biggest problem in that game was the fumble. If you look at all the other throws that he made – Devontae Smith dropped the ball when he threw it to him over the middle for a first down, and he got jarred away, right? That wasn't even a fumble. That was just a breakup. Look, Wade,
1: Wade, I'm with you. I I think Jalen, I would not put Jalen as my top reason for this being an issue, but you agree Jalen has not played as well as as we need him to.
8: No, here's what I would agree to. When you say not as well as we need him to, I believe that Jalen is playing as well as we need him to but it's other components meaning that the
1: receiver work, has to anyway.
8: hold on to the ball good. you know jalen is our
7: jalen has our, our, to hold our, on to the ball <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> exactly, exactly
8: that too but he's our engine so we can agree to that so i'm not saying that he's playing great but i'm telling you that it's a collective team thing i, I don't I, want to agree i agree you. I, I see you. our players executing their job I, then they can go to the coaches then I, and all this every um, i would like to see motion well, how did motion do for Miami against the Tennessee Titans when wow. they was down with three points and three minutes? So the, oh, they are well, that was their de- that de- was their Dallas.
1: defense, Wade. Yes, their defense. Wade, give us a uh, title with a uh, food in it. Um I don't
8: y'all y'all do too much bright stuff on this show. <laughs> I ain't that damn bright. You don't give me them kind of titles. Oh uh, Wade, smart. I
1: believe in you, buddy. You could you could have handled it, but we appreciate the call. Wade, you could come up with a food in a title, oh, man. Come, come on. Thinking on Reason. the
5: spot is for these things is tougher than Well I that's why it yeah.
1: Everyone knows what it is Before they call You don't have to think On the True. spot If you come Wade up with The prepared. wrong one See inside baseball For everyone Come with multiple answers be ready that if we say, oh, that one's been said, then you can go
7: bang. Have an array back. of pitches. That's right. Some different yeah. things in your that's arsenal. That's right. Hit yes. your fourth target every oh, once in a while.
1: It. I'm excited for the Jack Stoll game on D Monday night. That's Thank you. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I like to hit the fourth target. <laughs> <Yeah>. Kenny Gainwell. <laughs> how, about, how about just throw to a fourth target? Yeah. How about that? Everyone
7: uh, loved <laughs> when
5: Kenny was so involved earlier in the year. Uh, you
1: you,
5: you, you
7: <laughs> keep I'm going to come in and beat you at yeah, some point. There we go. If you don't acknowledge DeAndre Swift. So if you
5: want to say get Swift more involved, that's little That's all She's been I, saying, i been saying, we're saying more than three. James, Elliot. have I been saying Swift yes. since and 6 a.m.? we're also m?
1: saying
7: more than three. <laughs> hey, Guess happened. what? DeAndre Swift is four. One How about game. that? One game. Two, one um, five. It was a big game. It was the Chiefs game, yeah. and he had a 20 yard catch on the game winning touchdown two, drive. 215, 592, five, 94, 94. Tempers are flaring.
1: Elliot has a way of doing that to certain people. 215, 592, five, 94, 94. We have a full hour ahead of us. We have no guests. We're just taking your calls and getting your reaction. Get on the line now, 215-592-9494. Ruben Amaro's in. We got Rio. We got Joe Wechter. We got Elliot and me, James, in for Joe and John. One more hour to go. Stick with us. It's The Morning Show. Whether
7: you are a weekend warrior or competing at a high level.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.